Welcome to the Enrichment Today podcast, hosted by Dr. Amy Blancett in the Drew Lewis Foundation. This podcast covers topics to improve stability and find tranquility in your life. Join us as we discuss topics to improve your financial health, change your limiting beliefs, increase your wellness, and so much more. If you like Enrichment Today, make sure to follow the Drew Lewis Foundation and Enrichment Today on social media. Now sit back, relax, and learn to break some crayons with us. Hi, everybody. This is Holly Melton. I'm with the Drew Lewis Foundation, and this is our podcast, Enrichment Today. As Amy Blancett likes to say, I am a reformed financial advisor. One of these days, I need to explain what that means. <laughs> I have not been to prison. I'm just saying. Um, today, I have the distinguished honor. Distinguished? Wow. Distinct? I'm honored to have Timory Hamilton here with us from... Missouri Mentoring Partnership, and I'm so excited for everyone to learn about this program because it is vital to our young adults, and it's something that we really need to be made aware of so that we can support it, be aware of the program, uh, what it does for our youth, and how it's helping to change lives. So I will start this with an introduction, Timory Hamilton. Give us a little background about you and how you became a part of Missouri Mentoring Partnership. Wow, that's been a while. So I've actually been with Missouri Mentoring Partnership for 10 years. So um, it's been a while. Um, I came, I started when I graduated my bachelor's, I was working with youth um, through Division of Youth Service. Then I started doing community work. So when this opportunity came available, it was like a combination of both. I was getting to still work with youth, um, but yet get involved with community collaborations and any other projects that were focused on those youth and services to them in the community. So it was the best of both worlds. So that's kind of, I did my bachelor's in social work from Missouri State, and then I did my master's from Missouri State in social work. So that's where my background Mm. comes for that. That's intense. All right, so when I first started at the Drew Lewis Foundation, I it was the first time I heard of Missouri Mentoring Partnership, and that's been a year and a half ago. And it's been in formation for how long? 25 years. 1998, starting in Springfield. 25 years. So a lot of people, I'm assuming, probably are just being introduced to the program as well. So I want to know, what is the mission And how do you serve? What ages do you serve? Just tell me everything about it because I am still learning about the program. And I want everybody out there who's not aware of what you do and the specific, uh, the level of help that they offer is astounding. So inform everybody so that we can help and support the organization. Okay. You tell me how much you want to know because I can... I want to know everything. Like I said, we've been in Springfield for 25 years, but we are a very small program. So therefore, that's why a lot of people don't know about us because we are. there's only four of us. There's myself, a resource coordinator, and then two individuals that act as youth specialists that work with the youth that we serve. So since we're small... It is often people don't know that we're out there unless you just happen to be working with that population or that agency that's done referrals. Um, We are contract is held through Missouri State University, but we are funded through Department of Social Services. So um, the focus of that being because when it started, 
we started with the worksite program, which was focused on youth that were aging out of foster care, but they didn't really have the work skills and the support. So, so when they aged out, they didn't have the, the, all of those things. And so the state saw a need to be supporting those kids and making sure that they had the work ethic in place, had referrals to jobs, had support on the jobs. And so that's why the funding kind of comes that direction. With our program, they don't have to be in Children's Division, though. Our kids can come. Some of our referrals come from juvenile, um, the local, like, rare breed, the schools, middle college. So our referrals can come from anywhere. One of my favorite things in our referrals, it says out-of-home placement, this, this, and this, or other life difficulties, which I feel like that's such a broad... So if I have a kid that comes knocking on my door and says I need help getting a job, I'm like, okay, we can do that. So, you know, it it really kind of broadens it. If you're willing to do the work, we will help you to do the work. So um, we have two programs. So it started with the Worksite program. That was our first one that the state started. In 2002, it expanded to include a young parent program. But both of our programs serve up to, we prefer referrals till 21, but now the state is allowing us to continue working with them till 26 nice. so that we're not just saying good luck out there. And yeah. so worksite, um, minimum 15 and a half, the young parent can be any age. So any age up to the 21. So we've had much younger than the 15, unfortunately, wow. but at the same time, I will like say great. some of my younger parents have been some of my best parents. Mm-hmm. Like they are really good parents. They just need that extra support. Mm. So, yeah, so it's been great. Like, again, our referrals can come from all different avenues. We do only, unfortunately, serve Greene County. Um, so I do get some that will be like Christian County that our services won't be able to serve. But with the Worksite program, they come in, they get that referral. I get that referral and we get them first started with job readiness. So job readiness is covering those work ethics. So maybe they haven't had somebody that's really had a good example of showing them work ethic either in the home or wherever. So they do that. Then they start applying at what we have business partners. So we have businesses in the community that have already agreed to interview our kids whenever they have openings. Um, They don't have to guarantee to hire them, but if they do, then they agree to provide a mentor on the job, which is great because it's just somebody for that kid to check in saying, hey, you're doing great. This is something I've noticed you can work on or are you having struggles in anywhere? It's kind of a go-to person for them, a safe person for them to talk to to make sure that they're building those work skills. And, you know, it can be somebody they go to and say, hey, I've been here this long and I want to kind of become a trainer. What does that look like for me? And so it can help them also move up in a company. Um, We also provide them with uniform needs, interview clothes, bus passes, bikes, whatever might be a block from them getting a job or keeping a job, we can help them with. So may have somebody that was making it to work, but all of a sudden they've been late lately and we find out from the mentor that they've been late. I'm going to pull them in. What's going on? And they may say, my rides fell through. And we're going to be like, okay, what do we need to do? Do you need a bus pass? Do you need a bike? What can we do to problem solve to keep you on that job? So that's kind of like where we can kind of come in because our goal is to keep them employed and not be jumping from job to job, learning how to have conflict management, you know, issues. And it also helps the business because they're not having turnover Mm -hmm. as much because they can call us and we can try to solve some of that so that they're not having turnover. So that's kind of the goal with that one. And then the young parent side, 
their, their mentors are community mentors. So that's anybody that's kind of just found out about us. And we do strong, like interviews, background checks, like all of that kind of stuff to make sure that they like what their intentions are and stuff are coming. Cause I'm very protective of those, our young parents. Um, but they just spend time with them in the community, helping them find resources, be in that listening ear. Cause a lot of times they might have parents over here, boyfriend, or everybody's got their opinion, but no one stopped to ask them what, they want to do or how they want to do something so that mentor can be that listening ear going well what do you want to do about that how would you handle that situation or maybe they're saying I had this happen how would you have handled that when your child was this age and so just having that neutral person to spend time with whether it's grabbing coffee at Starbucks or whether it's spending the afternoon out at Rutledge for a play day you know we want it to be as natural of a relationship with that mentoring part of it so that's kind of, and then again with them, they have also incentives and baby store and we help with, you know, diapers, car seats, all of those extra things that might, you know, if we can help them with a car seat and save minimum 50 bucks, mm-hmm. that's $50 they can put towards diapers or something else that, you know, they might need instead. So that's kind of, I like that at the state one time I saw it, something listed MMP and called it a intervention prevention program. Oh, and I love that. The idea that we're intervening and providing support now before a situation would happen before a hotline calls made or before, you know, and so being that intervention prevention, Mm -hmm. I like the two combined. So that's kind of in a nutshell. So do you, how do you work with especially young parents to keep them in school? surprisingly a lot of mine do stay are in school and if they're not so when they come to us with both of our programs education is a important part of both Mm -hmm. of them both of our programs say that we when they sign up is that we want them to be continuing education whether that means they're in high school working Mm -hmm. towards their um, high school diploma whether it's working on high set whether it's like oh I've already got the high set why don't we go to OTC and look at certifications or you know it doesn't always have to be a four-year college it could be two years or it could just be a certificate to do something until you know exactly what you want to do so we always address education and at least exploring possibilities of what you could be doing to advance um same with our work site a lot of our kids because they're younger they may start at fast food and i always make it clear this is not where i want you to stay this is building some experience you know it's you know you're going to work here but then after you get some experience six months and you're going to be moving to your apartment then we'll look you know you've proven yourself you've stayed here for six months a year let's see where else you can go now is your next step so our goal is not to keep them in those entry level but to just build that work experience so that they're ready to move up and they could very well easily move up in food service and become... i try to explain them <laughs> i know well we, we've had this conversation about uh, the hospitality industry that uh-huh. it is a great place to get a foot in the door and if you're consistent you show up you're reliable you're going to move up through the ranks mm-hmm. pretty quickly I, that's what i try to explain to them i actually was in the restaurant industry for 20 years before I went back to college and 
Yeah, there was times probably that I was making just as much if more money. I mean, you, there's money to be made there. There's room for growth. I know that we've talked about a couple of different places that both of us have connections with that I'm like, this is a good company to work with. And you might start housekeeping, but then you can move up to this. And if you're with them for a while, you could even travel and yeah. be a opening yeah. trainer. And what what a fun idea, you know, way to be 21, 22 years old and get to travel and see different parts of the country while opening a new hotel or a new restaurant or something that's fun I mean I remember being that 20 I opened one of the restaurants in the mall and we had about four or five of our guys that went on to become trainers and they were going all over the country and what a fun thing to do when you're still young so yeah I do kind of explain to them like you there's a lot of room for growth in that so I think it's I had a conversation with another person that is um in supporting our youth in Springfield. And one of the biggest things we have to offer our youth, I mean, anyone, but especially our youth is a sense of hope and that there is more to look forward to. And that if you, we will try to get as much support for you as possible. You have to do the work, mm -hmm. but there's a lot to look forward to. Um, so who do you need? How can people support you the best? Um, are you looking for companies to hire? Are you looking for financial support? Um, do you need people to step up and mentor the kids? What are the best ways that the Springfield community can support Missouri Mentoring Partnerships? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you I mean, very much. No, we are always looking for businesses because we're always looking for a variety too. That's one thing that we've been really focusing on this last year is getting variety, like whether it's adding grocery stores, hotels, like we've really been trying to expand the type of options that we have. You know, we've added like over the last couple of years, trying to add like nursing homes, places like that, where a youth might be interested in doing CNA and then nursing, you know, so yeah. because again, they may be 17 years old, but if they're starting in a nursing home and they are interested in becoming a nurse, they're at least getting their foot in a door into the area that they're considering for a career. So IT, you know, different areas, especially we've added middle college, a lot mm -hmm. of referrals. So we, and when I say that, some of them have been kids that just graduated in May. And so now they're taking stuff at OTC. So having those different options out there for them and that variety. So businesses always willing, always looking for businesses that really want to support the youth. And preferably um, local businesses as far as... You it doesn't matter. It doesn't really, you know, yeah. I like having local, but then I'm also, if there's franchises that are, you know, and we've worked with a few that are like, yeah, we have this many locations in Springfield. And so, you know, that's kind of nice. But then locals also, it, it, sometimes local can be hard. It depends how small they mm -hmm. are, because if they're a smaller local, they may say, you know, I've only got this many people. And if mm -hmm. I'm training someone that takes, you know, so I understand that, but both I think mm -hmm. is great. Um, mentors I think is always for our young parents. Um, like right now I have a few that are waiting to be matched, but it's nice to have people that are waiting to be matched. Cause then I at least have a, I can kind of look and go, this young lady's personality would really fit well with this person. Instead of just saying, Oh, you're available and she's ready, but you guys don't really have much in right. common. Right. It's nice to say, Oh, this person, and she likes to go for walks in nature. And this one has said she likes to do the same thing. So there's some commonality. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to have some variety there. And so I mentors are good as well as just even referrals. I think a lot of times people, I think may think that, 
my referrals have to come from a residential or the juvenile office or something like that. But one area that we miss is the like traditional foster homes and kinship mm-hmm. and things like that, that you're, the child doesn't have to be involved in juvenile or involved in children's division. If they could use the help in getting a job, mm-hmm. we can serve them. You know, you may have a mom that's got five kids and she's working one, two jobs to pay the bills or something. And she's got an older one. And that older one's like, they want the nicer right. things that everybody else is getting in high school, but they don't want to ask. Mom's got enough on her plate trying to take care of all this. If they can get a job and that way they can buy those new Air Forces or they can buy the new gaming station they want, they feel like they're taking some of that pressure off and they, they feel good about doing it or they just, you know, yeah, they're contributing. So I'm not with, yeah. you know, so they have an incentive for it. And so again, even just getting a job at McDonald's can cost you you know, 25, by the time you buy the pants and non-skid shoes and belts and socks and it adds up. So if we can help provide those things so that they're not having to come up out of pocket for it, like I said, even the car seat, the cheapest car seat that you can get to start out, you're talking 50 to $75. So if I can provide a car seat to a teen mom, that pair, their, them or their parents is not having to do that. And so if we can help with any part of that, and offset that cost. So I don't want people to feel like it has to just be that they're in some kind of program, whether it's children's division, whether it's juvenile or anything that they just, they could use the help. Then we're here. So as far as how you're funded, I know you talked a little bit about that, but as far as how can the local Springfield community help with funding sources, if they can't be a mentor you know, if there's not the opportunity there to, to lend their personal time, how can they help with dollars? Are there, there different programs? Okay, well, can... there is way you can go through. In Missouri State, we do have a foundation account. So okay. if you are, if someone's aware of Missouri State and how to do that, and they go to the foundation accounts, you can type in Missouri Mentoring Partnership and donate directly that, and that goes into foundation accounts. Um, it also could be, you know, like, Maybe they want to buy a car seat and bring it in and just say, I wanted to donate that or some, you know, go out and do some clothes. You know, we do keep some clothes or toys that could be age appropriate because we have a baby store for like the young parent program twice a year where they come in and they, they earn points for meeting with their mentors, going to doctor's appointments, things like that. And so they'll come and they get the new car seat or they might get toys for Christmas or get some books or, you know, bedding, you know crib sheets and things like that. So we're always open to things like that. So if somebody just like, Hey, I'm buying some crib sheets for my baby. I'll grab another set and maybe drop them off or diaper donations. Anything like that would be open to. So So. um, I want to hit a couple of points. Um, This is a program where the kids are held accountable to make sure they're getting to work, Mm -hmm. that they are doing a good job in their job, that they're staying educated, staying with their high school or college programming. So you guys hold them accountable. Um, we try. <laughs> We're still humans and they're still teenagers. Yeah. But yes, at least, yeah. and it is something when you have us or a mentor or somebody, mm-hmm. you know, kids are going to be more likely if people are paying attention. If okay. your mentor said, hey, I know you had that big heavy chemistry test last mm-hmm. week. How'd that go? You know, someone's asked. So you're, you know, you might be trying a little bit more because you know somebody's asking about how you right, did on that. Right. So, yeah. 
So there is that part of the accountability. How many hours a week, a month would you have to, would you suggest if somebody wants to be a mentor, how many hours or a week, how, what does that look like? Okay, and so with the worksite mentors, those are on the job. So okay. that might be a supervisor or a general manager or something. And we ask those businesses just for 15 minutes a week. 15 minutes a week, sit down, wow. let them know what they're doing well, what they can improve on, whatever. But also being kind of available to them outside of mm-hmm. that time if they're struggling with something that they know that they can come to. So I said, it, I always tell them, you're, you're like their go-to person. Like, yes, they can ask the other managers, but... They know that you're a person that they go to. Um, with the young parents, we ask for four hours a month, so an hour a week. But I don't, if it works because you both have very busy schedules and it works that you've decided that Saturdays at one o'clock is when we're going to get together, if that works for both, fine. If not, I want it to be as fluid and natural a relationship. So maybe this week you're just texting back and forth because you're busy, but -hmm. next week we're going to get together. I'm going to pick you up and we're going to go out to the nature center for a couple hours and just go for a walk and take the kids inside to look at the animals or something. So I want it to really be as natural what works for them. Just stay in contact. And so like I had one that she recently said, Oh, is it, we're not going to get to meet this week because I just had COVID, but I've been texting her. I'm like, absolutely Mm -hmm. understood. You know, Mm -hmm. life happens. And so more of that, but we asked for about a a four hour minimum just to spend time with them and meet with them at least, at least twice during that month, you know? Okay. And so if you can do four, some have done more than that. It's just what fits. And is there a background check that anyone needs to go through? We do a background check on all of our okay. mentors. We do a background check even on the work site unless the workplace can provide that for us because we do have some workplace locations that they do background checks anyways because we have some that care for other, you know, for individuals so they do them, but we do background checks on our young on the mentors. And we even do like for the young parents, I do, we do reference checks. So they have to give them four reference checks. And those references ask like, you know, have you seen them interact with children? What's their home life? Like, you know, just kind of, I feel like almost sometimes I ask more questions of my mentors than I do even employees when I hire, like there, it's a lot that we ask, but again, you're going to be interacting with individuals. And sometimes not only are you interacting with a minor, you're interacting with two minors because you got that minor mom and the minor child. So we are very, we really, yeah. Background checks, reference checks, interview, they turn in an application. I do an interview. Then we do reference checks, background checks before they get to that level of mentoring. So I love this. I love these programs that help our youth. I have two kids that are now young adults and, um, Man, I just watching their peers grow up, it's not easy. This is not an easy world. And then if you have some of the social strikes against you, whether it's a stable home, stable family, stable work, it's it just builds. So I'm grateful to know that Missouri Mentoring Partnerships is out there. Um, what is the best way for people to become involved? How can they contact you? Is it email? website, phone number? Well, if you go to the website, which is mmp.missouristate.edu. So mmp.missouristate.edu. And I think even if you go to like Missouri State's website and you just type in Missouri Mentoring Partnership, it will kind of pop up for you if that makes it easier. And on there, it does have my email 
our phone number, everything on there, which may be the easiest way. You can email me too, which is thamilton at missouristate.edu. T so T for Timory. Hamilton at MissouriState.edu. Okay. And then you want the phone number? Just if you want to give me your digits, hey, I'll do it. Uh, 417-836-3134. 417-836-3134. Yes. All right. Thanks. And did we notice, did we talk about where we're located? That is such a great segue. I like this. They are conveniently located. <laughs> Within the Fairbanks Elementary School, now it's a community hub, but uh, at 1126 North Broadway, the same place that the Drew Lewis Foundation is located, uh, on the, I guess that's technically the second floor? I always go, I think it's considered the first floor. Um, If you make it here to 1126 North Broadway and you want to find MMP, you just walk in and say, hey, Timmery! Uh, we'll find you. We're on the first floor, so usually, if yeah, usually I see people wandering, and I go, "Who are you looking for?" So yeah. it's kind of we're kind of the place where people first. They're right across from the coffee shop. So when you walk in, you'll go up the front stairs. On the right, you'll see the coffee shop, and directly across from that is MMP. Um, but we would be thrilled to introduce anybody that wants to work with the program for funding to offer employment for the kids, the young parents, um, and to offer mentoring partnerships. That's all of those things would be tremendously helpful. Get the word out, please about Missouri mentoring partnerships. Again, it's mmp.missourystate.edu for the website. And one more time, the phone number 417 3134. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Timory, it has been an absolute pleasure and doing such good work. It's been my joy to talk with you. you. So, if you have any further questions, please reach out. Otherwise, this is Holly Melton for Enrichment Today at the Drew Lewis Foundation with the illustrious Timory Hamilton with Missouri Mentoring Partnerships. And thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.